It is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Amari Global is the first ever revolutionary mental wellness company, focusing on the gut-brain connection for adults and children. Amari's holistic products are designed to optimize performance, positivity, and motivation. The products are made with ancient natural wisdom combined by modern science that supports mood, focus, stress resilience, and whole body wellness. Whether you're an Olympic athlete or a stressed-out parent, Amari Global's scientific approach is designed to meet you where you are and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Welcome back to AutismRadio.org, home of the world's first autism support radio network and proud 501c3 charitable organization, helping families challenged with autism every day get services they desperately need. Please help us make a difference in the autism community and find it in your heart to support 1 in 88 families in America today. Donate directly at AutismDonation.org. Now, stay tuned for a special broadcast of Hope Saves the Day with autism activist, super dad and author of The Spectrum Diet, Master Chef and the Hope Man himself, your host, Paul Simmons. Thank you for that great introduction. As always, it's great to be back on another edition of Hope Saves the Day. On today's program, I have a very special guest who has a, a really great idea to really bring services to another part of the world today. And we're going to get to tell her story and how we can help her journey, make this a reality. We'd like to give a warm welcome to Stephanie Lobel to the program. Stephanie, thank you for joining us today on Hope Saves the Day. So first, let's start off what you do and who you are and how you got involved in the topic of autism. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited about being here. My name is Stephanie Lobel. Like you said, I am an RBT, which is registered behavior therapist. I work with children from age two to young adults age 26 who are on the autism spectrum. I stumbled upon it. I was in the travel industry for many years. And after 9-11, it got a little crazy and a series of layoffs. And I ended up working in a school. I had young children. So it worked for me, the schedule. I mean, I fell into a special needs school that's actually right behind my house. And I never knew it was there. And I started working there and I got my foundation in ABA through a wonderful teacher who guided me and taught me everything there is to know about it. And my life and career evolved from there. I absolutely love it. I've been doing it for probably between 10 and 12 years. And then I went into the private sector um, I left the schools about two years ago, and I do it full-time. And full-time, I mean seven days a week, eight to eight during the week, and probably nine to two, nine to three during the weekends. I have private clients. They're all through insurance companies and a, and a district. So I'm clinic-based, in-home, and in a school. And I just 
I'm, I love it. I love helping the kids. I lo- love helping the families. I love seeing the changes in the kids and them learning the new skills and and that light in their eyes when they figure out, oh, wow, I can do this on my own. It's amazing. And it's very rewarding. So what do you think from the time you started doing ABA therapy to today, the changes you've seen? Have you seen any changes in, in the, the basically the therapy itself? Absolutely. I've always been very progressive. I I am a fan of children being relaxed. There's actually a theory right now called happy, relaxed, and engaged. And and it's true. You you can't learn unless you're engaged in in what you're learning. You can't really learn. Some people do under pressure, but it's a lot easier if you're happy and enjoying yourself. Um, so I've been a subscriber to that always, but I have seen how ABA has evolved over the years. And it it has gotten a bad rap because of the way it used to be. But like everything, it, evolution is a thing and it happens. And and we learn from from our past mistakes and and it's just the the cycle or the trajectory trajectory that we're on. So I'm really proud of the changes and and I always I train people and I always bring the progressive way to the table where it's not it's not the old school APA. It's it's not sitting at a table for 40 hours a week and and showing them pictures and saying you've got to get this. No, you're going to gonna get this. It's it's more connecting with the families, connecting with the the student or the client and and helping them and guiding them. So yeah, it's it has changed a lot. Yeah, and which is great because again, it's like, you know, everything like evolution, things evolve to get better over time. It's almost like a hybrid now. If you yeah. look at back like where it was, like I said, when it originated. Which again, it's it was at the time the only proven therapy to work with kids with special needs, really. Exactly, um, and it worked very well, and it had a, a very good, you know, uh, rate of success, as we say. So, can you share share a story with our listeners that you know, with maybe a child that you started with that maybe you know you weren't sure how they were going to progress or again, without mentioning any names or anything, but just like share something like of a story where the therapy really took hold and really involved this, this child. Yeah. I have a lot of them, but, but let's go with my guy who I've been with. He was my first in-home client seven or eight years ago. And I'm still with him. He's a teenager now. And there were many days when I thought, oh, "What what are we doing? Is it is it gonna gonna help?" He's he's a verbal student, but he having a conversation is very challenging for him, and taking him out into the community is challenging because he talks to himself all the time. I'm a fan of joining him in his scripts because it 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 makes him happy and it's a connection. So, but one of my jobs is community outings and not, you know, talking to yourself, we all do it. I do it. But when you're standing in a line in a store, people start to look, people start to stare at you. And as, as you get older, it, it really isn't appropriate because it's, 
you know, it's just not, if someone was behind me talking, 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 I, I would get nervous because you don't know what's going on with them, especially in this day and age with, with 24 hours media who, who scares the bejesus out of everyone. So anyways, we go out into the community and I have been trying for two, three years to figure out how can we, we make this better for all of us, him, the people at the stores, his parents, everyone who who was exposed to to this type of outing with him. Um, so we went over things and we put all different things in motion. And but I could never get it to stop. I even even tried bubble gum, you know, because that's an incompatible behavior. If we're in the store, he if he's chewing gum, it will lessen the the scripts. And I've always told him, you're you're talking is fine. He calls it TV talk, and that was a self self named thing for him and so it's always well you can do your tv talk when when we're in the car we're going to go into the store now and let's see if we can you we can have a conversation with each other that didn't work one day i said to him well you know you could hum that that would be okay you know like i do sometimes people whistle we do all kinds of things didn't work. We went on and on and on. And we still, to this day, go out. And then one day, about two years after I had given him given him some strategies, we were in Dunkin' Donuts and I realized he was quiet. And I said, and he was, but he was making noises. And I said, what are you doing, Vincent? And he said, well, Stephanie, you told, told me to hum. And I was like, wow, wow, Charlie, that's amazing or Adam, or whatever I want to call him. Sorry, I can't, I've got to give him a name. But I was absolutely floored and and so happy. It was, it was I think I told the entire world that week of what he did um, because it was proof that, okay, well, yes, it's very slow. And it, and it was probably, I'm not lying when I say it was probably two years, but it was something he got it. and And he just had to put it in there and, it came out at the right moment and we go out every weekend and he now hums and he, he is able to go into the store. I give him grocery bags. So his, his hands aren't going all over the place and, and he can go shopping. It's amazing. I love it. That's great. So I'm very proud of that. (laughs) No, that's a great, that's a great success story. And again, I think, you know, obviously I'm a parent of a child with autism and every little thing is such a big deal, right? Every little things are huge milestones to us that a lot of others take for granted. And again, you know, so that's just testimonial that you stick with the process and eventually things will get better and things will happen. You just have to stick with it. And again, it's hard because you got to have a lot of patience. There's a lot of, a lot of work goes into to that success. But when it happens, it's like you said, it's the thrill of that happening for you as a therapist, number one, but also for the individual that's going through the therapy, they get it too. And they get excited about it too. Yes. I love seeing that moment because you can see the light bulb go off in them and it's like, wow, I can do this. It's And and when they acquire a new skill, it builds their confidence. Um, it builds my confidence. I had a child this week who spoke and and I was in tears and I told the entire school about it because it was amazing. He's nonverbal and he said that I was asking him to say, give me, I was asking him to sign it and he said it. 
And I couldn't believe I broke out in tears. Yeah, no, that's that's a special moment for sure. That's a special moment. So with that being said, obviously, all this work that you've been doing, you came up with this idea to bring ABA therapy to the country of Africa. So let's talk about that, because that's what we're here today to really kind of dig in and where this idea sparked from. What do you what vision do you see and what what the needs are? Okay, so it was a vision and still in my head, I I, I, I want to believe it's going to happen and it is going to happen because we've basically booked the tickets. Uh, but it we have a client who is over here from Malawi, Africa. I had never heard of it. I had heard of it, but I didn't realize I'd heard, heard of it. That's where Madonna has her foundation um, and does a lot of great work over there. And but so we were talking, I I met with this little girl and she's awesome. Another major success story with all of her skills that she's acquired in a very short amount of time. This is a girl who came over as a two-year-old, I believe, and wasn't speaking. And then she went to a preschool that they spoke only Spanish and had her her family was speaking English to her, and she had to figure it all out herself. And she now is is speaking and and able to sort out the Spanish and the English and the other language that I can't pronounce from Malawi all herself. And she just turned four. But anyways, so we were talking to mom and dad about what's going to happen when they go back. Will she have her therapies? What can they get? so on and so forth. And her mom said, well, they don't have anything. And so she started talking about it. And we, oh, well, you should come over. And we just, it was, it was ignited from there. And we talked about it for a couple of months back and forth. What could we do? And it evolved from there. And we, first we wanted to go over and, and put the treatment in place and realize that there's time constraints. We, we, we're thinking much bigger than we could do right now. So we finally decided that it would be best right now because they have no services or very limited. ABA is not a thing. They do have American, not American schools, international schools, um, who follow follow an American model. So they're familiar with IEPs and they do have special needs. Um, and on there, I, so I was going through the the websites of various schools over there in Lilongwe, Malawi. And I found that there are IEP, there's information on there. Um, and ABA was the one thing they listed as not available. They have special needs teachers, special education They follow the IEP. They have all the different boxes checked, but they can't provide ABA. So we decided that the best thing right now is to go over and train caregivers, parents, medical professionals, and hopefully the schools. We have to touch base with with the schools so that they can help. And and they can be an extension of us for now. We're going to, we're putting together a course or a training course that we will use kind of like the the 40-hour RBT course that you have to take. Okay. It's going to include the basics, um, very progressive. How how parents, and it's going to be focused more at parents and caregivers and, and the schools, how they can can work with their 
children to help them because right now they don't have anything. So that's, we met with some, a medical practitioner over there who has a clinic. They're very interested in getting into this. So hopefully we'll be able to use their facility to provide these trainings. And we're going to go over for a couple of weeks or a month, whatever I can in the summer and start this. Um, but it's going to take time. Yeah, that's, no, absolutely. That's the basis. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a that's an amazing thing, Stephanie. I think, you know, it just makes people realize, too, how fortunate we are here in the United States to have some of the services that we do have, whereas many, many countries don't have a lot of source resources and, and things available to them. And again, this is such an important thing that there's so many probably children that could really benefit from this program that you're putting into place in, over in Malawi there in Africa. Where do you see, again, this is the start of it, but where would you like to see it go, I guess, in the future? What What is your hope from this? My hope, so I think big. I, I And I've always have my issue is trying to put it into place, but I would like it to become not only us training people, but being able to have a clinic and provide the therapy. Initially, we would like to be able to do it via Zoom. I mean, that's the the great thing that came over out of COVID is that the world opened up with, with video conferencing so that we can be in contact with these people who are who need help. But we would like to eventually, I I can do it more so than my partner because my children are older and, and about to go off to college, go over there and and be able to run a clinic and provide. I get so much out of helping people. Yeah. It's it's a big thing for me. Well, it says a lot about you, Stephanie. And you again, you've made such a difference and so many impacts on so many people's lives. You know, we need more people like yourself to do this. And so with that being said, how do we how do we find out about this journey? How do we help? How do others out there, whether it's a sponsor or anybody out there, can help this mission to really grow and, and be the vision that you'd like it to, to be, you know? So I have a really hard time asking for money. It's it's a big thing for me. I don't know why. I just always have it. And, and I was talking to a friend of mine who has a son on the spectrum. They're a client and very good friend of mine. And he suggested crowd crowdfunding crowdsourcing mm-hmm. a GoFundMe basically GoFundMe pages uh, okay and and I was floored because I never never thought about it we were going to try to do this all on our own I knew we couldn't bring our entire vision to light with with our limited income but we were going to do the best we could and after talking to him I started thinking about it and and I did it they they pushed me for for a month or two, and I finally did it in the beginning of January. I put together a GoFundMe. I put our mission statement out there. What our ten- intentions are to to straight create this this training course and be able to get over there and train people. So I have a gun GoFundMe right now. We've raised almost a thousand dollars. I am hoping that we can get some more because it's going to take a lot more money for us to do what we need to do, but. Anything is is better than nothing. But I've bombarded my family um, and friends and and the community with it, and I'm I'm so appreciative of everybody that has not only donated but sharing it because that's the only way to get it out there is for people to share. 
but that's that's what we're doing right now. I do have a vision of eventually approaching nonprofits like UNICEF or or other things like that. I don't know how it all works. Like I said, I I think a lot bigger than I actually able to right now, but but hopefully I'll get some guidance and be able to do that at some point. Well, you know, Steph, there's never anything wrong with dreaming big. Trust me. Thank you. And that's actually a great thing because when you dream big and you think about it and you picture it and you vision it and you lock it in and say, this is going to happen and come to fruition, it usually does. Thank and you. and that starts today with this program today. We're going to see the vision. This is where it's going to go and where we want it to go. And you heard it here first on the program. So I, I believe it's going to happen, Stephanie. So again, I think once people grasp this story and realize like there's so many lives that could be affected by this and help so many kids that need support and families that need help, you know, again, especially the community is such a broad community. You know, when we talk about children with autism and people that are very big advocates of that, and if they get wind of this, I'm sure they're going to get behind it and really help get to that next level where you want to be. That's great. That's so. great. I, I I I think about these kids who, and not only the kids, but the family. I mean, I look at it here and and this family who who has pushed me, I, I talk to the mother often and she says, one of the biggest things of coming to terms was you go to the doctor and they say you have your child is is autistic and they give you a script for for ABA and that's it. They send you on there. Hey, there's no guidebook. There's there's nothing and you're at a loss. And so I've always wanted to help parents and families, not just the children. I love love my clients. I mean, they they are my life, like my kids and my husband. But the families I've always had a connection to because they don't know what they're doing. Um, at least I have some expertise in behavior and and how how I can help them. So then I think about these children over there and the families who have absolutely no no idea and no support and no medical professionals who are just starting to understand autism. They when I talked to the doctor over there, she said they do provide a diagnosis, but they don't know what to do. So this is, it's just the tip of the iceberg being able to get over there. And Malawi is just a starting point because right. it's the whole continent. Right. Um, exactly. they don't have, yeah. I was reading about the the Congo Republic or the Republic of Congo. There are thousands and thousands of children who have been diagnosed and have absolutely no services. Wow. Yeah. So it, it blows my mind. We are, like you said, we are so fortunate over yeah. here to have so much. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think it's just a matter of time, Stephanie, before you were able to get this program off the ground, it's, it's going to take some time, obviously, but I do think it will come to fruition. I really do believe that just as I'm talking to you here today, you know, so when is this trip happening? You know, when is this first initial trip? You said you bought tickets. When is this actually happening? It's the end of June when school gets out. Okay. Um, I am in a school district. And my partner, Bela, she is, she's just, I'm so proud of her. She just opened up her own clinic. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And she's, she's doing great. So she has to wait until the end of school. Well, so, and, and our client too, who they are from there, they're going home on home leave and are going to introduce us to some of the schools 
over there. So day two have to wait till then. So it's June 26th. We're going over for two weeks initially, and I am hoping to extend that. It just depends on it. This is an exploration mission, basically. And we are going to, we have some appointments set up to, to train people so far. We have to, we have to build this, this training module and hopefully we're, we'll get that done by June. Yeah. I'm no, absolutely. We have a lot it. of work to do. We do. We have a lot of work, but we're going to do it. We'll get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Stephanie, will we make sure that obviously we will continue to push the GoFundMe link both here on our website and, of course, our social media page and just, again, just encourage people to share and and donate if you can, even if it's just a couple of dollars. And if we get everybody doing that, it's it could become a lot of money. So I, yes, I always a say that. dollars adds up. That's what I always say. Yeah, it's you know, huge. You get a couple thousand people, get $2 each, you know, you, you're, you're doing all right. So great. Again, it it doesn't have to be a huge amount, you know, give what you can, of course. But Stephanie, this is amazing. Really excited about your journey on June 26th. That's going to be very exciting. We definitely would love to have you come back on our program and talk about the journey because I think a lot of people would love to hear that. But right now, the best way we can help Stephanie is to donate to the GoFundMe page, which we will share again on our website autismradio.org and of course posting it on our autism radio facebook page as well as our instagram page I and mean, people can find it there as well but again if you're a company out there looking to donate some money this is a great cause again really bringing aba and and the light shining a light on autism in the country of africa in malawi right now and looking to expand and grow this so definitely stephanie needs your help so please we ask you to you know dig in and you know help out stephanie and her team make that transition and really make that happen because this could this is about changing lives and again we can't thank you enough stephanie for what you're doing and your work your line of work and helping so many children and and then the families, because again, you're helping the child, you're helping the family. It's not just the child too. So, you know, you're making such an impact. So we thank you for that. And we're very grateful for people like yourself to that want to dedicate and donate your time and and all this hard work that you, you're putting together. So again, we thank you for that. Thank you so much. This was great. I really appreciate it. And to everybody out there who's listening, thank you. We can't even, my thanks isn't enough, but that's all I can give right now. Yeah. Well, listen, that's more than enough, Stephanie. And we just thank you for, you know, coming on our program today and sharing this story. It's it's really great. And we really are going to be pushing this week after week. So we really want to hope we can raise a lot of money for for this initiative and this cause that you're putting together. So thank you for doing that. We want to thank Stephanie Lobel today for joining us on Hope Saves a Day. Again, really everybody out there today that are listening to this, please, we need your help. Stephanie needs your help and her partners to make this dream come true. And we can do that together as we're, you know, we join forces where it takes a village to raise a child with autism. So we need your help to help Stephanie really bring this service over to Africa. So please, please, please support. I beg you and ask of your help. So thank you for that. Again, we want to thank our listeners as their continued support always here on Hope Saves the Day. We want to thank Stephanie Lobel for joining us today, of course, and her great, great works that she's doing in the autism community. And again, bringing this to light to help the country of Africa just as a tip of the iceberg. And again, there's just so much needed help out there and just 
amazing when wonderful people like Stephanie want to do something really to make a difference. And we are very grateful for people like you. And uh, just want to thank her again, joining us today. And of course, thank all our listeners. And remember, until next time, everybody, hope saves the day. Take care, everyone. Every time I see your smile, I wonder what you feel. Every time you laugh or cry, I wonder if it's real. You seem trapped inside. Please help me understand what is your world like. I want to feel your love. I want to know what it's like to laugh and play. Imagine I thought that you cannot feel a tear trapped inside. Imagine a sound that you cannot make, no matter how hard you try. I want you to know how I'm feeling. I want you to know how it feels to be me. I wish you could look into my world and see how I see. Hold my hand and remind me to hold on to hope each day. Let this song be my voice and remember, hope saves the day. Show you what I see. What kind of life will I have? What's in store for me? Don't be afraid. Just love and hold me. I can be all that I can be. With your love, I can do anything. With your love, I can see the world. Like rays of light shine upon me, inside of me. Then you are by my side. I will love you to the end of time. Hold my hand and remind me to hold on to hope. Stay. Let this song be my voice, and remember, hope saves the day.